So as some of you may know from listening to my show over the past several weeks, I'm the kind of person who believes that everything happens in life for a reason. And even a LinkedIn request to connect with somebody sometimes can lead to a really good road and something that will definitely uh, change your outlook. And for me, I'm guessing at the beginning of this pandemic is when I sent a connection request to Karen Markle. I'm guessing it was due to a connection thread on LinkedIn. I don't even think she remembers based on our previous phone conversation, but uh, I somehow got a message and an acknowledgement of this request and really flattering uh, words from Karen. She wanted to uh, talk and get on a phone call and had a lot of really great things to say about what I'm doing, which was amazing. But even more importantly than that, we had what I considered a really great conversation. I felt a real connection to Karen when we talked and uh, just knowing what a good listener she is and what her mission is and the fact that she's had so many job transitions, much like me, just really felt a connection. And today, I would like to introduce you to Karen Markle. She is a certified life coach and somebody I very quickly have become very fond of with just looking at her LinkedIn profile right now. I see tremendous words and uh, just really enjoy listening to you, Karen, and talking to you. And thanks for taking the time out to be on Mark My Words. How are you doing today? Well, first of all, let me just say a special thank you, Mark, for, you know, first of all, reaching out with a connection request. I kind of remember when it came in, and yes, it was about the start of the pandemic, and that was also a time where I really felt I needed to kind of pull back in, do some, I don't know, self-reflecting. And so I didn't really uh, keep up on my connection request at that time. But when I felt like I was ready to kind of come out of my cocoon, I saw your request. And after looking at your profile, I was like, oh, I have got to definitely reach out and just talk to you, find out what you're all about, because your smile was just so amazing. And so here we are after reaching out, having our Zoom call a couple weeks ago, and uh, I couldn't be more thrilled to be a guest on your, on your podcast. So thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. And uh, we could probably say thank you to each other all day, <laughs> but believe me, I'm I'm extremely grateful that you're here today and taking some time out of your busy schedule and uh, just taking the time to talk about your path and more, I think, just as much as your path. I really want to talk about what makes you, you, because just going, I keep staring at your LinkedIn profile here. You so many good points about why somebody would want to work with you and mm -hmm. I just really we need more positivity like this you know just somebody that says look I'm going to encourage you I'm going to listen I'm passionate I'm motivated I'm a teacher I love all of that and uh, we'll get into that for sure in a little bit I think first thing I want to talk about is your path. I don't know too many people who have tried out such a plethora mm -hmm. of different career, uh, potential career paths. I'll put it as potential because I, I feel like I can relate to the path that you've taken because mm -hmm. you started out 
East Carolina University majored in biology. So mm-hmm. how does somebody who considers themselves a teacher and just has all this great stuff within them, how did you start out with uh, a biology degree? Where did the passion come from? Sure, that's a great question, Mark. Really, it goes back to, I think I was probably four or five years old. And I can remember having a dream, which is probably a vision. It was so clear back then. I mean, I can still picture it today. But I remember in this vision that I was a doctor of some sort. And I believed then, as I kind of still do now, but not 100% as sure now, but that it was a medical doctor. And that's where the biology degree comes into play because I just knew I was going to become a medical doctor. And I already had a love and a passion for science, even as a young child. So it just made sense to pursue that. But when I started out going to university, I ran into a financial problem, which a lot of students, especially today, can relate to. And so I had to figure out how was I going to pay for my schooling. So I went into the military because I knew the military offers help with, you know, education. And the military is part of my family's background. My dad was in the military and several of my uncles and uh, also some of my siblings as they are. So I knew it would be a part of my journey along the way. But I purposed when I went in there to get into a medical field to check and see if I really did want to become a doctor. And sure enough, it was everything that I thought it would be and more. And so I was like, okay, when I get out, I'm going to go back to school and I'm going to pursue biology and go on to medical school and right off into the sunset and just be happy. Obviously, that did not happen <laughs> that way. I went into the military. I, you know, was young. Uh, I hate to sometimes call myself naive, but it is what it is. I was young and I was naive and I fell in love and got married and subsequently left the military, started a family, and then went through a divorce and found myself on the other end as a single mom, but now having five children. And I still had that dream of becoming a doctor and just seeing what seemed like unsurmountable odds. How in the world was I going to be able to go to medical school now that I was a single mom? And so it was a long journey because at that point, my self-confidence was completely annihilated. I didn't know who I was anymore. I had no belief in my own ability, but but I did know that I needed to take care of my five kids. And so I had to get a job and do what I needed to do. And so um, there came a point in time where the Lord started opening up a couple of different opportunities for me. And that's where the series of different jobs came from. But one of the things that really speaks really great to my heart about because you mentioned that I am a good listener. As a young child, my parents taught my sisters and brothers and I the importance of respecting our elders and seniors for the wisdom that they hold and just showing them the proper respect. And so, of course, that played a pivotal role in part of my time working with seniors because I got involved in healthcare. And then I spent a good 20 years working with and around seniors, which really cultivated and developed my ability to listen to people. But I also saw something very unique that is to seniors and to young people. Young people feel like today that people don't give them credit or value for who they are and they don't want to listen to them. I saw that as being very true to people that are seniors. In this country in particular, it's kind of a shame when people get to a certain age, they start with the white hair, the silver hair, the gray, they have wrinkles, they look old, even if they're not. Their mind is still young and viable, but they look like an old person. In this country, we are very guilty of writing those individuals off. And so they are filled with a lot of wisdom and knowledge that they want to impart, even if they want to tell you the same story 50 
feeling in times, they're still telling you something of value, but we tend to dismiss them. And so that really just spoke to my heart and it made me want to do something about that because I was beginning to notice that even people my own age and um, people maybe 10, 20 years younger than me were also experiencing the same things, especially if they were deemed different from society. People want to write you off. They don't want to uh, respect your opinions, your thoughts. They look at you like, what could you possibly contribute to the conversation? What can you bring to the table? And social media, unfortunately, plays a, not a positive role in diminishing people's value of their self-worth. And so all of these themes were playing in tandem with inside of me that I observed. And I also was feeling some of those same negative effects. But something that I've always been known for, even as a child, is always encouraging people. And so I was asking God, what is it that you want me to do? You know, and while I was still trying to really pinpoint that one kind of thing, I knew all along that he had blessed me with the ability to see the positive in people, regardless of how they showed up. They could be having a bad day. And yet when I saw them, all I saw was just positive. And so I would just start sharing stuff like that, even as a young child. I had a conversation with a friend a couple days ago and they told me something that I hear a lot. And it's, they said, every time I talk to you, Karen, I'm always left feeling so encouraged. I'm always left feeling warm. I'm uplifted. You make me smile. And if I'm having a difficult day, you're usually one of the first people that I want to talk to. And that made me feel so good because I realized that no matter if I was a doctor, medical doctor, or writer, or salesperson, as long as I, Karen, continue to be who God made me to be, and that was an encourager, that I was going to be doing what I finally figured out a portion of that vision was. I asked myself one day before, um, I asked God to help me to release that dream because it was bringing me so much grief that I hadn't accomplished it. And he really helped me to see one of the reasons why I wanted to become a medical doctor is because medical doctors heal people. And I love words. I love everything about words. Words are very powerful. And when they're used correctly, they bring healing to people. And I began to see a correlation between the two. And I realized through the words that I share that are encouraging, I bring healing to people. And it just really made me feel so good inside. You can't put a price tag on the way that that makes me feel. Every time I bring a smile to a person's face, it's just, it's priceless. Wow. That is quite a story. And, mm -hmm. uh, to me, it sounds like where you wound up today was a very organic, uh, just watching the signs as you go kind of path. Yes. And basically, you wound up in a particular situation. As you pointed out, you fell in love. And we all kind of... <laughs> Well, not maybe not all of us, but a lot of us. And I'm raising my hand because <laughs> I've been there, and uh, you know, don't have any kids to show for it, but definitely uh, made decisions where uh, love clouded the the journey a little bit. But you know, as I was listening to you talk about your path, I, I'm very people who know me know that. I love music and I'm always thinking about music and songs and I'm like an encyclopedia of music. I, they used to call me the jukebox in college yeah. and just listening to you talk and the way you were talking about your life, you make me think of a song that kind of makes me think about my life a lot and the mm -hmm. way I view my path. It's a song by Madonna, of all people. It's called Sky Fits Heaven. And it's a song that just talks about following the signs as you go 
mm-hmm. and just following the path as you go, being self-aware yeah. of your path and the changes and the ups and downs and everything in between. And I just couldn't help but to think about that song because I feel like even though my path, while organic, I think it came about a different way mm-hmm. than yours. Yours was strictly, okay, this is happening. I'm going to adapt to that. Mm-hmm. Okay, now that's happening. I'm going to adapt and maybe taking in that direction. But I feel like you've been spending your life just kind of like searching for that thing. Like, is it accurate to say that all through this path, you're aware of your strengths and your weaknesses? Or I know a lot of people don't like to say weaknesses. Areas of development is mm-hmm. what they say in corporate America. But uh, I get the sense that you have spent your life just telling yourself, boy, I'm really good at this. If I can just get to that thing, you know, just keeping on climbing that, you know, hypothetical ladder or that hypothetical path. Do you have like that feeling inside of you? Oh, yes, absolutely, Mark. You're, you're like spot on. I mean, um, you know, part of that struggle came, I think, not quite at the loudest point, but definitely it was uh, crescendoing, if I can, since you like music. It was definitely at the beginning of a crescendo at the end of my marriage. I knew that I was created for something more, but at that exact point in time, like I told you, my self-esteem, my self-confidence had been annihilated. And while I knew that there was something, a greater purpose, that I, that God had brought me here and created me for, it was very difficult for me to even see the strengths that I held at that time, which are still the same today, but I couldn't even see them at that point. Oh, I could definitely give you a laundry list of all my weaknesses back then. And, but I was, I was definitely um, struggling to try to find positive. And so it took some time. It took a lot of healing one of the things that people know is very strong within me is my faith. And I am so thankful to the Lord for that relationship that I have because that was my saving grace. And it was over a period of time as my faith grew and God was able to bring internal healing. Then I was able to see a little bit more clarity in the picture. Although I was still going from place, you know, job to job, this pandemic, I think, was probably the height of the crescendo. This was really the place where I finally was like, okay, now I'm comfortable in my own skin and I can just relax because I know that as long as I continue to talk and communicate with people the way that I have been doing, but I do it with the confidence now knowing that I'm making an impact, which Prior to the pandemic, I kind of knew that I was, but I wasn't 100% sure of that. And now I'm like, yes, I touch people's lives. I do bring positive change into their lives. And having that positive perspective always is one of the ways that I lead my each day. It's about being positive. I've been surrounded by a lot of negative throughout my life, has many challenges but it's the fact that I've constantly been positive and knowing that God has a plan, doesn't matter what the situation looks like, this is only for the moment, I'm gonna get past this, this has helped me to move to the next level. So you said something really important to me during uh, that mini, uh, I don't know what to call that, that answer, I guess we call it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not short on words, Mark, in case you didn't know. No, I I definitely knew that coming in, which is great. (laughs) Like, we talked about that before we hit record. I love it. Um, So you said something that really stuck out. You said that your self-confidence was annihilated. Yes. And you talked a lot about your faith Mm -hmm. and 
just from talking to you in this episode and in our phone call a few weeks ago, I feel like there's a like strong connection in our values. And mm-hmm. I know personally that when my self-confidence has been annihilated, which it has been, I will dig within myself and I kind of like talk myself out of it and coach yes. myself out of it. Yes. You obviously have a more spiritual way of mm. uh, going about it. But uh, would you say that this is something where it was through your faith or just you being in touch with yourself that you kind of dug yourself out of on your own? Was there any other support system around that helped you? Well, sure. I mean, definitely, first and foremost, because I'm still a single parent, you know, sometimes when people listen to my background story, they're like in awe. And they're like, wow, Karen, how did you do all that stuff? You know, you're so amazing. And I am hesitant to want to, you know, take on all of that you know, those accolades, and it's not to diminish what I've done, because anybody that is a single parent and is raising their children to be productive, outstanding, you know, good citizens, bravo, they deserve a big hand clap and a hug and a high five and all that stuff, but they have to have a support system in place to help them to be able to still accomplish that and to do something positive within their own selves, and I had the same thing. I mean, I have my faith. I have my my family. I happen to live close to my parents now, which I didn't a couple of years ago. That has been, they played a vital role in speaking positive affirmations into my life and uh, all the time and just reminding me, you know, my mom every so often calls me and says, Karen, I just want to tell you. And she'll say something very positive and she'll talk about how proud she is of what I've accomplished. And she says, don't forget what you've done. I know sometimes you get caught up in the day-to-day minutiae and it's easy to forget about your accomplishments when you're living like that. But take a moment and just reflect on how much you've been able to accomplish given the odds and the obstacles. And, you know, obviously right now, race relations is really huge especially in this country, but definitely around the world. And that was something recently that my mom was talking to me. She said, think about this, Karen. Not only are you a single mother, single parent, but you're also, you're black and you're in America and you have five children, two of which are sons. And yet you were able to go back to school. You got your graduate degree. You have five children that all graduated from high school. They're going off into college. They've never been in trouble with the law. All these things she was talking about and she was addressing play to some of the ongoing stereotypes that are out there, unfortunately, about um, black women in particular in this country. I mean, I've had people ask me some pretty rude questions when they find out I'm a single mom, I have five kids, and I've had people actually ask me, are they all with the same, do they all have the same dad? I mean, that's, nobody should be asking that kind of a question to anyone, regardless of their color of skin, but I've had people ask me that, and they stand there kind of waiting for me to give them an answer, almost half expecting me to say no, that I have five different dads because of the stereotypes. And so, yeah, to have, so when I keep comments like that, it becomes important for me to not only remind myself, which by the way, I record um, every couple of days when I feel something that I need to share or remind myself of positively, I record it on my phone and then I play it back. So when I'm having a really rough moment, if my mom's not available or I can't find someone to talk to, I just turn on that recording. And something, it's something really magical happens when you hear your own voice. It's kind of like when you talk to yourself in your head, but even when you hear that voice out loud, there's something really magical about how it lifts your spirits because you are talking to yourself, but you're talking to the negative self from a positive, uplifting voice. And the brain is going, wait a minute, 
this is me? Oh my gosh, that's right. I This was me. This still is me. Let me get back to that me. And it just does something with helping me to lift my spirits. So it's a long answer for your question, but my parents, church, my recordings. <laughs> I love the long answers, you know. And you, you said something else that I think is really important to talk about, which is reminding yourself of your past accomplishments. Because yes. I think many of us tend to lose sight of what we have accomplished mm -hmm. in our yeah. lives. And I know a lot of times I forget, like, just how far I've come from... Uh, where I came from and just to go from a city that has one of the highest crime rates in the, at least the country mm -hmm. to, you know, where I'm at now, you know, this beautiful area and beautiful home and just have done a lot of the things I've wanted to do with my life. Even for somebody like me, I'm having a bad day or whatever. I think, I lose sight sometimes. I hate to say it, but it's true. We all lose sight of where we were and where we are and how far we've come. And I think that's a really good point that we all need to, it's, and it's hard to do for many of us, but just take the time to remind ourselves of where we are and how far we've come and the power that that brings, like, how much better that'll make you feel about yourself. Because we all, regardless of what we're doing today, we've all come a pretty long way from where we were. Absolutely, Mark. In fact, when I work with uh, clients and I work with other individuals, when we talk about how do I overcome a rough day, that's one of the things that I talk about. I tell them, and it's something that I've done for myself, is just make a list. Sometimes it's really hard at the very beginning when you're dealing with somebody whose self-esteem is like totally annihilated like mine was. If you tell them, make a list of 10 things that you like about yourself or 10 things that you've accomplished in your life up to this point, they're gonna look at you like a deer in headlights and their mouth all agape, you know, like, what are you, uh, I don't, I don't think I can, and, you know, it's because you've got all that negativity that's totally clouding your ability to see just how great you are, and when I have those kinds of conversations, which is, it, it just really allows me to then look at that individual, and I will kind of help them get started with their list, because if I give them the assignment to write a list of 10 things, I might tell them, right then and there, two things right off the bat. Because again, I have the ability to see uh, the positive in people even when they're showing up in a negative state. And so it's really fantastic. But I tell them, make that list. That's gonna be important because there will be other days that you're gonna have when you're gonna be challenged to remind yourself of what you've accomplished. You can pull out that list and you can look at it and you can go, oh yeah, that's right. This is, I did do this. And as you keep reading that over and over again, you do something to your psyche inside and you just pump yourself back up. I mean, I'm sure you had that same experience when each time you've reminded yourself of just how far you've come and what you've accomplished, which is a lot. Oh yeah, I've had many moments like that. I think really over the past like seven or eight years is where I really started to build myself up and look at how far I've actually come. And I think when I was a lot younger and thinking about the future, I would always think about that moment where you put your feet on the desk, put your hands behind your head, and you just have that full euphoric feeling of, I have made it uh -huh. and I have proven everything to everybody including myself mm -hmm. and the only thing about that is that at least at this point it's a total idealistic pipe dream that has never happened mm -hmm. and i don't even know if we're 
any of us are ever going to have that yeah, moment. I know. But I have learned to bring down my expectation maybe a little bit from the idealistic uh, perspective I might have had, mm-hmm. I guess, 20 years ago or so. I guess I just wanted to have that feeling of, ah, yes, I proved it to everybody, which I have gone on with my life for many years feeling like I have a lot to prove, which also, and at this point in my life, I've learned that that's not necessarily the right way or the right perspective to have about your life. You can't live your life trying to prove everybody wrong or trying to prove something. You just got to prove it to yourself more than anything. That's right. And I'm getting a little bit off track from uh, where we were, but... Uh, yeah, I definitely have had my fair share of uh, times like that in the past. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I like something that you said about, you know, recognizing that we don't, first of all, we don't have to have a perfect day. So lowering your expectations. I think, you know, people just have to be careful they don't lower them too far. Sometimes, and I think probably more often than not, we don't have our expectations set high enough. And so we are comfortable operating just short of what we actually can do. And we become, it, it becomes comfortable even when you get to that point where you know you're, you were made for something more. I mean, I experienced that with, um, you know, one or two of my jobs ago. I, I was working there for a long, long time, and I just, I knew I was meant for something more, but I got comfortable. And so when you get comfortable, you don't really want to stretch yourself. You don't really want to step out of your comfort zone. You just want to kind of keep coasting as long as everything seems hunky-dory, status quo, you know. But internally, you're feeling like I'm still missing something, and I've got to do, my mom has a saying, and I know that many people have heard this before. You, it, and it basically says that a person is not going to make any change until you get sick and tired of being sick and tired. And once you reach that point, then and only then will you make a change. And I had to get to that point a couple different times in my life before I stepped out and then I did something about it because I just was tired of, you know, not being fulfilled. and you know, what I'm doing today now brings me the kind of fulfillment that my bank account hasn't yet matched up with yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can understand that. But in terms of joy and fulfillment, I mean, like I said early on, when I see people's response, when I get to share something positive to them and I help you know, them kind of work through a challenge, which, you know, that's kind of what I'm, you know, what I'm doing now is I use positivity to help people navigate difficult challenges. I know a lot about difficult challenges. And when we're in a difficulty, it is all too easy after we have gotten to a point where we feel like we can't take anymore to just wave the white flag and give up. And a lot of times when we reach that point where we're ready to give up, we don't even realize that our breakthrough is just on the other side. You just have to keep standing a little while longer. But when you have a world that's filled with a lot of negative things, it becomes really hard to even have hope. And so that's where my positivity is able to come in while they're going through their difficulty, while they're dealing with whatever the hardship is. It could be at work. It could be a company that's having some challenges with their teams, um, but most of the time it's an individual that's dealing with some type of crises in their life, be it professional or personal, and they just feel like giving up, and then I get to come in, and first of all, I get to remind them of how incredible they are, even in the midst of that challenge, and then from there, as I see them beginning to start to rediscover the value that they hold, we work on strategies that will help them to then navigate to the next level because what i'm really more concerned about is kind of being that uh, support for them to help them stand until they get their breakthrough because from where i stand 
they are going to have their breakthrough. I can't guarantee them how long it will take before they get it. I just know that it's coming. And so my job is to help them to stand. And I remind them, however often we talk, just of how great they are, what they're doing. We talk about you know, setbacks that they may experience along the way. And that's normal to have a setback when you're trying to navigate any kind of situation. But you don't want to get caught up in the fact that you're always missing the mark. You want to acknowledge it. And if you can make some corrective changes, because sometimes we have situations that may seem a little negative that are not our fault and there's nothing we can do about it. We just have to keep standing and keep moving forward. And so I kind of help people to sort those things out and figure out why you are where you are, determine what part do you play in trying to navigate to the next step. And I support them along the way. I remind them, I'm like that cheerleader off to the side. More so than anything else, I listen. That's something that so many people, they do a lot of lip service. They say, I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to, you know, I want to hear your ideas. I know many of us have had bosses that say, oh, I have an open door policy. I want to hear your thoughts. But then when you go to them, you, you quickly realize they're not really serious. So when I tell people that I really want to hear what you have to say, I mean it. I really want to hear what you have to say, because when you begin talking to me, it gives me an opportunity to see so much more about who you are and the possibilities that are able to come through you and whatever area that you want to go in. And I kind of help show them so they can maybe be um, reintroduced to some of those dreams that they had when they were younger. Wow, you said a lot of really good stuff there. I don't even know what to pick from. But uh, you talked a little bit, actually a lot of it, about your uh, your coaching. And uh, we'll touch on that a little bit more. Uh, basically, I want to pick up now where we left off like, oh my gosh, like a half hour ago. <laughs> um, so you're, you did a really good job of summarizing so many things going on within you during the journey currently. Um, what was the point where you said, I want to be a life coach. I want to work with people one-on-one. I have, I've experienced all this. I have all this stuff going on. I feel like I'm meant for something a little more. And this is the thing. This is what, I want to do this is how I want to apply it how did you get to that point and just talk a little bit about getting started up and uh I feel like you've already summarized a lot about what you're about but you can certainly launch back into that as well yes yes so um what brought me to this point it's kind of funny actually about 10 years ago I had this almost like an epiphany and it happened at the same time that I was in a conversation with um, a friend at the time and we were just kind of talking about things that were, we were passionate about. And I noticed that every time she struggled with something, she always came to me, you know, wanting to get my insight, my input on, you know, just kind of what she could do to make a change. And I realized at the time that maybe I could go into life coaching. But again, at that point in time, I was still very much focused on becoming a doctor at MD. And I just thought, why would I, you know, why would I want to be a life coach? And um, I just thought to myself, we'll just kind of see what God has. And then I just kind of put that away. Well, over the last probably two years, things have been shifting and changing for me. And they were beginning to line up with me offering coaching to individuals. People were seeking me out as well as I was uh, encountering individuals that I could easily, you know, begin talking to them and offering them some type of positive encouragement as well as I realized, hold on one second here. Yeah, I think okay. we were 
we were like losing you a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I forgot. I, I just had to plug my uh, my computer, my laptop in. I think I'm okay. I'm not sure. Yeah, you're fine. We were like okay. we were like losing you ish. <laughs> like we're fully losing you. But uh, yeah, so you know, long story short, you know, I've been t I've actually been uh, working with and talking to some coaches as well along the way and you know one of the things that i want to make sure people understand when you find somebody who you think is a great coach don't be quick to write them off just because they're not certified and on the same token just because somebody is certified don't be quick to think that they know what they're talking about because i've spoken to people in both camps and i used to be um, a person who was not certified and now i am and I did that more because I wanted, I have my own um, kind of bucket list, checklist. Ten years ago, I said, okay, if I do this, I'm going to become certified. So I finally did that. But I started coaching people, and I realized that I had an impact. And um, it started ten years ago, but this pandemic really highlighted that this was definitely the area for me it solidified after i had a couple of conversations that that was indeed the direction that i should be traveling in and it married everything that i've been doing all along my life experiences um the fact that i listen and that i can encourage people when they're having a difficult challenge so you said something about people taking you seriously as a certified coach versus not certified right talk about that difference a little bit yeah uh, i will tell you that while i was trying to figure out whether or not i even wanted to go through the process of becoming certified i um struggled myself because i thought to myself what difference is it going to make if you're certified or not but then when i began talking to people i was so like amazed that people would tell me, you know, Karen, you're, you know, you're really good. Um, I like what you do. I like what you stand for, but you know, if you were certified, you know, we might consider working with you. And I was shocked because me getting my certification does not change what I was doing before. It's just a piece of paper, a piece of paper I'm very proud of. I don't want to diminish that. And it was some work. I don't want to diminish that. And I don't, don't want to diminish what other people have done to get their certification. But I was already doing that before I got that piece of paper. So for those individuals out there that feel like they have to have a certification, just understand there will be people with that piece of paper. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know um, what they're talking about. And I have spoken to some. Their, your, your goal, in my opinion, really needs to be heart-centered. It can't really be about, you know, um, propping your own self up. It can't be about making money. You know, right now with everything going on, especially because of the pandemic, life coaching is really exploding, which I think is great because up until the pandemic, there were not that many true life coaches, you know, and even career coaches. Just the coaching industry as a whole was very small. So there is a lot of room for explosive growth. But I want people that might listen to this or watch this to um, be, understand that just because somebody's gone through the certification process, they might not be the right coach for you. At the end of the day, you want the person that is going to hear you and that is going to respect what you bring to the table. And if they have certification, that's fantastic. If they don't have certification, but they connect with you, then give them a chance. Let them show you what they're able to do because, um, yeah, I missed out on some opportunities beforehand. And like you tell yourself, if they don't want to work with me, that's on them. I had to tell myself that a lot, a lot of times, you know, they're missing out. Just to keep myself upbeat and positive and not beat myself up. And now I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I've got the certification and you would think, or one might think, all of a sudden I've got, you know, clients out the wazoo. <laughs> and no, it doesn't quite work like that. Uh, yeah, I'm still, people are now looking at me and they're going, for people that don't know me, 
oh, that's great that you're certified, but now you've only been certified for a short period of time. And again, I go back to, but what have I been doing and what have I done? And so at the end of the day, Mark, I still live my life the same way that I have for a long time. I go through each door that is open to me. And as you stated beautifully, organically see where the path takes me. And the fact that I'm on your podcast right here now today is a fine example of, you know, me going through a door. Uh, you sent me a request to connect. I knew that you had a fantastic story just based off of reading your profile. And when I, you know, asked to get on a call with you, it was had nothing to do with me being a guest on your podcast. It had nothing to do with my coaching. I just wanted to hear your story. And man, what a powerful story you have. I mean, I was so on fire after our call and so inspired just, you know, reflecting on what you shared about yourself. And I thought, see, this is the same kind of effect I want to have on other people. And hopefully I'm doing that on a small level. Well, I would say you've been doing it for the past hour. <laughs> uh, I have really, really enjoyed this conversation and just listening to you. I mean, you really lift up my spirits and just listening to you, you remind me of why as we were talking a few weeks ago, like, man, she's gotta be on my podcast. I mean, you just have so much wisdom and positivity and to go through all the stuff you've been through and to come out with that kind of attitude and you're sharing that with everybody is just truly amazing. And personally, I, as we've gone along this hour, I know this podcast has a particular tone to it, but I almost feel like I'm like Oprah Jr. here with this <laughs> conversation. Some of the topics we've covered, I, I'm loving this. This is amazing. And that's all you. I'm even sitting here and thinking, man, if LinkedIn approves my request to go live and have that privilege, I should definitely have you on a live episode because oh I think God. people need to hear from Karen Markle yeah. a lot more. And yeah. Wow. Wow. Thank you, Mark. And I mean, if I can give a shameless plug, um, I am, I'm working with a partner on LinkedIn right now, Steve Sullivan, and the both of us are hosting, we're hosting a virtual positivity chat. Uh, it's on Thursdays right now. We're trying to figure out, uh, changing the time, the last couple of calls that we've had have been at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we've received a lot of queries from people that were interested, but they're like, the time is terrible. So, you know, I want to put that word out there. We're doing this call, and it gives people the opportunity to talk about uplifting things and to also uh, grab a hold of some positivity in it virtual airwaves that are out there because sometimes you know even an encourager like myself sometimes i need to be encouraged and i get encouraged when i listen to other people's stories as well and so um, i would ask for people to just kind of look for that on linkedin that's an opportunity to get involved with that kind of a positivity talk well i'll tell you what if you can bump up that time a few hours you know my commute is pretty crazy so. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, I tell you what, shoot me some times because I think right now Steve and I are playing around with like 9 and noon and um, I think 4 p.m. and 9 p.m. at night. Uh, several people told us they would prefer probably the morning, but we also have some people that are wanting to do it in the evening when they get home. So feel free to send me a couple times that you think would work for you and your group because Trust me, I would love to have you on that call with us because of the positivity that you just exude. Oh my gosh, it would be phenomenal. Well, A, I really appreciate that more than you know. And B, the way my commute has gone during my work week, we may have to bump that to midnight because <laughs> I can't believe just yesterday, three hours on a Sunday. Ridiculous. 
Yeah, that is crazy, 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 crazy. I mean, like I shared with you at the, just before we started, you know, I remember the days of when I had a two-hour one-way commute. And thankfully, I didn't have to do a lot of those back-to-back days. But just even one, when you're in traffic and it's so wearing on your body and then mentally you're exhausted as well so you're a trooper see when you say oh you're mentally exhausted you're a trooper just that empathy and the positivity i'm like karen gets it she gets (laughs) what i'm going through yes i mean because my commute is long enough as is it's like 90 minutes without traffic so Mm -hmm. with all the stuff going on in dc which has been interesting just to, even though I haven't been in the mix, obviously, but Mm -hmm. just to be in town while all this is going on has just been really, like, quite an experience in general. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I can only imagine. You are definitely seeing history, you know, unfolding in such a unique way because you get to be in and out of the, you know, our capital of this country, which has got to be somewhat surreal. It's very surreal. It's uh, one of those things where be careful what you wish for because you might Mm -hmm. get it. Mm -hmm. And I always dream of living and working in a metro area. And Excuse me. That cough has been building up for the whole episode. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Yeah, allergies right now. That's why I keep sipping the water. I've been trying to prevent the cough from happening. Yes. But, uh, yeah, I dream my whole life, like, man, it's going to be really exciting. I'm going to work for a big corporation. I'm going to work in a big city. And I, I certainly have it. But now I'm seeing kind of like what else you can have thrown at you, which is uh, a pandemic. Mm-hmm. and lots and lots of people out in the streets, uh, mm-hmm. you know, standing up for uh, what's right. And with that comes a lot of traffic. Yes. Trying to navigate your way out of Washington, D.C., which, as I learned yesterday, even after living here for so long, it can still <laughs> be kind of hard. <laughs> oh, so, man. Before we wrap up, I I really, there was one thing that I wanted to talk about that's on your LinkedIn profile. Yes. And it's basically your message to everybody, why somebody would want to work with you. And I'm drawn to it because I think it says a lot about a person that I would want to connect with and work with myself mm-hmm. and the five points all convey encourager active listener tenacious motivator and teacher and i would even add passionate which i guess tenacious and passionate probably could go hand in hand there yeah. but i'm taking it that this is like your basically your mission statement to everybody. Would that Mm -hmm. be correct? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I love that word tenacious too, because, um, and I would also put loyal kind of wrapped in there. I, anybody that I has known me for any length of time knows how loyal I can be. And when I latch on and I get focused, I don't stop until I accomplish the goal. And so for people that I work with, I'm very, invested in their reaching some level of success, whatever level that we talk about from the beginning. And so, yeah, I, I'm a very passionate person. Everybody knows that. <laughs> so. And of course, your focus with your coaching is managers looking to uh, kind of bridge the gap with their teams and just mm-hmm. people who are struggling to, uh, I'll, instead of being creative, I'll just read what you wrote here, which is to see their value and who are going through hardship 
And is there anything else that you're targeting or you want to add to that? Um, you know, if I were to add anything, and I did have a discussion with um, a mentor not too long ago, she said, why don't you also reach out to single parents? You know, single parents, they go through a lot of challenges and they often lose their insight on the value that they have. I, I look at my own self and it's amazing to me, uh, my children who are now young adults, I didn't even realize how much I had impacted their lives or imparted into them, but recently I read some of their essays about their life and their childhood upbringing. And they talked about what I have given to them and I was totally taken aback. And I'm sure that is very common for a lot of single parents, be they male or female. Your, your whole focus mostly is just to take care of the family and to do what you have to do. And you don't think too much about your impact most of the time. And so you need to be reminded because in this pandemic, if you're a single parent, you probably lost your job. You probably are going through a lot of hard ships struggles you know maybe not being able to pay your bills and it affects your ability as a parent you know uh, forget about trying to be a good employee while you're trying to get another job right and so those individuals i know that i could offer a lot of value to them as well which might help them to become an employee of another company somewhere well i can't think of too many better people to reach out for coaching than you, Karen. You were, you're just full of great wisdom and warmth, and I feel totally uplifted. I had a terrible second half of my work day today, and it, like, just beyond doesn't matter at all, just after having this amazing conversation. And uh, I want to thank you for taking the time again to on my podcast and this was an amazing conversation and I hope that we get to do something like this more. I'm really hoping LinkedIn gives me that live privilege. I just applied on Friday <laughs> and would love to do live episodes on there. You would definitely be somebody I'd love to expand on some of these topics with and uh I think before we go, I'll let you tell the audience how they can uh, get a hold of you for services or your wisdom or perhaps just follow on LinkedIn and follow your journey. Uh, I'll let you explain. Sure, sure, sure. I am one of those uh, older folks <laughs> who probably uh, sometimes people look at you going, shame, 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 that I don't have a lot of social media presence yet. And I'm definitely taking steps to remedy that. So people can get a hold of me for sure. If they follow me on LinkedIn, they can find me, uh, they can reach out to me that way. I, they can find me on Facebook even, um, definitely. And then if they wanted to connect with me, I have an email address that they could send to writing renovations and it's all one word writing renovations at gmail.com definitely they can reach me any of those avenues um, until i up my social media presence <laughs> how about your uh consultation number is that open to the public that that is open to the public i'm in the process of changing to a new system um, but if they reach out to me on that number that's listed on LinkedIn, they will still reach me for the time being until I update the number. All right. Well, and for those of you, I'm really like a grammar and spelling person. I usually say snob, but I'll just say person. Karen's last name, I just want to point out, is spelled M-A-R-K-L-E, if you're looking for Karen Markle. And that is all I really have. This was amazing. And thanks again for uh, being on Mark My Words. I appreciate it. Yes, Mark. Thank you from the bottom of my heart so much for this great opportunity. And anytime I get the chance to spend a little time with you chatting, definitely let me know because you just totally have me all fired up as well. 
Well, much like all my other guests, I always tell them, we're going to find another project. We're going to find another thing to do. It's just a matter of doing it. I certainly won't forget. And uh, we'll definitely find another reason to do this because this was such an uplifting conversation. And I hope anybody who listens is also lifted up by your knowledge and wisdom. So with all that being said, that's Mark My Words for this week. I'll be back with another episode soon. Thanks a lot, everybody.